at Christmas with a Dalek And hug him underneath the mistletoe And if he's very nice, I'll feed him sugar spice And hang a Christmas stocking from his big left coat Merry Christmas Merry Christmas Merry Christmas Merry Christmas and welcome to a very festive, <laughs> tinsel-covered, bauble-hanging, partridge-singing episode of Reversing Polarity. Um, my name is Aim Phoenix, my pronouns are they, them. My name is Rosie, my pronouns are also they, them. Did I just and full this... name myself? You did. Wow. I'm alive. Yeah, I heard it. I was like, ooh. Oh, uh... this is new. We haven't recorded in a while. <laughs> Listeners, this will shock you. <laughs> Yeah, 2022 is not the year of recording podcasts. It's not the year of anything, frankly. I can't wait for it to be done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly neither can the weather. Anyway, uh, (laughs) this episode, we are going to be uh, putting together a gift guide for a man who has everything everywhere all at once. All of the time. Yes. Um, Excluding a DVD of everything everywhere all at once. Neither have I, but I really want to. Oh, maybe I'll do that tomorrow. It's on Prime, Mm. and yet I haven't watched it yet. Classic. There's too many things... (laughs) There's too many things. But um, what but have yeah, you so watched, it's... Rosie? What have you watched? Well, first I need to tell you the premise <laughs> of the episode, and then we can tangent. So, uh, okay. we are... This is the best idea we've had, and that tells you something about where our brains are at. But we are going to be putting together a gift guide for what we would buy all of the seven classic Doctors, plus eight, obviously. Oh, so plus eight. eight classic... It's the only one I have a really solid idea for. Excellent. Plus eight, uh, uh, what we would get them for... A winter celebration. We celebrate Christmas because we are both raised in the Christian hegemony of uh, England. Britain. <laughs> of Britain, yes. Um, mm-hmm. But if you had counted the Doctor as Jewish, any other religion, uh, Actually, valid. what's religion like on Gallifrey? That is, another, that is another bonus that's, episode. That's a tangent for one minute 15 to the record. What's going Fuck. on with the religion in Gallifrey? Well, what? they don't really believe in gods as far as I'm... No, hang on. I mean, they are they are the old gods according to the expanded universe. So really, people should be celebrating Christmas because of the Doctor being born. What counts as a her- heresy on Gallifrey? <laughs> what counts as a... Um, Is that why the Doctor was banished? Playing message ball. Playing message ball counts as a heresy. (laughs) I've been getting really into Apocrypals lately and it's doing things to my brain. Oh, mate. I feel like... I mean, every time I say, like, like Alvin and the Chipmunks were back... Like, (laughs) like Alvin and the Chipmunks were back with style, I think of them. And I do it quite a lot in my author's notes (laughs) on AO3, so... I think once as, as I, slowly as we're that, taking on their 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 um approach to podcast recording and releasing. I've literally been thinking this. But... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, <sighs> yes, but what I've been watching since you asked me so enthusiastically, I um, I, I Rosie have been very ill recently with a number of winter maladies, uh, and on Sunday I had a twenty four hour fever, which was very unpleasant. I woke up on Monday mm. not feeling well at all. I was I was sort of over the fever, but like ugh, and I thought. You know what I've been wanting to rewatch recently? Lord of the Rings. And I thought, Solid choice. <sighs> Especially when it's cold, it's miserable, the government's gone to shit. What else are you gonna yeah. do? <laughs> so I was I was thinking this and it was the it was we were we were like ticking through the morning. We watched a very Merry Pooh Year, which is the Winnie the Pooh Christmas thing. Would um, you recommend the very Merry Pooh Year? I would, it was cute. Um cute. you know, as like a wind down, it's like an hour and something. Anyway, that's not the point. <laughs> Um, we're not thinking about parallels between the Hundred Acre Wood and the Mirkwood at the moment. Like, um, 
your but brain. Yeah, so at about half past 11, I went, I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch Fellowship of the Ring. Now, of course, as all good nerds know, we must watch the extended editions. Oh, yeah. That's um, the only version. So I went and dug out my DVDs and I watched the extended edition of Fellowship of the Ring. And by about half an hour in, I was like, I want to watch all of these today. Uh, so I watched all of Fellowship of the Ring and Two Towers. And then I got about about half an hour into Return of the King. And as uh, Pippin was wrestling with the Palantir, I realized that I was literally dozing off. And I was like, that's not what's supposed to happen in this scene. No. So I went to bed. But... Uh, <laughs> Yesterday, after going to work and informing the year five teacher at work, who was a massive fucking nerd, that I had watched two of the extended editions, and he went, Why didn't you watch the third one? And I said, I started watching them at midday. And he was like, That's a reasonable excuse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he literally greets his students in Elvish every morning. He's so good. That's adorable. All I caught of it was Melon Nin, and I was like, cute. None of these kids appreciate him. Um, but you do. Yeah. I got home and watched Return of the King. I felt a lot of feelings. I read it. I, I sort of watched it in the way that I watched a lot of films that I've already seen, where I was reading fan fiction of the film at the same time. Uh, but I did, by the end of Return of the King, I, full, I fully watched the last like two and a half hours. I was riveted. I saw uh, every single fucking time. And then today I told someone I watched it, and she was like, I didn't know there were extended editions. <laughs> What rock do they live under? I don't know. And then I was in the staff room and mentioned it. And this 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 teenager turned around. I think she's like a, doing work experience. She turned around and went, I didn't know there were extended editions. Why did nobody tell me? And I was like, no one is obliged to tell you about the Lord of the Rings extended edition. You just have to be gay and find out. Like, Is that the new version of fuck, away, fuck around and find out? Yes, be gay and find out. Also, like, it, it, surely if you know anything about Lord of the Rings, the films, you know that there are extended editions because that's the joke is that there are extended editions of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I guess I would buy the Doctor the extended editions of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> there we go. We have an episode. This has been reversing polarity. Uh, okay, yeah, so sorry. shall we actually get into it now even? Yes. Okay. Starting with the first Doctor. The first Doctor probably didn't know very much about Christmas. The first well, being time the first he... Doctor to, yeah. First time he Ian and Barbara and Susan. But can you imagine him just sitting in the corner at the end of Christmas Day after a big Christmas meal, cackling to himself because he's had too much sherry? I can imagine that, yes. Um, And I'm pretty sure that's what happens in uh, (laughs) A Very Merry Christmas to All of You at Home in A Feast of St. Stephen. (laughs) (laughs) Or The Feast of Stephen or whatever it's called. The first Christmas episode in Doctor Who history. Uh... I feel like for him, you've got to buy him something like, you can either buy him something classy or it has to be the stupidest novelty item of all time. I would definitely go with the latter. It would be something from Tiger. We know he loves hats. Who doesn't? Like, he loved the hat in the Road of Terror. A novelty hat. hat. Get him like a fake Pope hat and see, watch him figure out the Pope. I'm just, I'm just imagining the first Doctor in a Pope hat now. A mitre. <laughs> yes. Um, thank yes, you very much. Um, I think anything from like, a, any tech gadget from like, mankind type stuff. So, again, it's something really stupid and gimmicky. Yeah. Well, I mean, he has a food machine, so like, who is he to judge, truly? Truly. Uh, yeah, something <laughs> funny. And then like... You know, the pr- the problem is, as I've said, what do you get for the space alien who can get anything he wants through crimes? Um, <laughs> I don't know why this has come to mind, but my brain has gone straight to um, a meet and greet with William Shatner. <laughs> it would be so funny. They'd hate each other so much. Yeah, they would. It would be the most antagonistic <laughs> room you have ever been in. <laughs> what age William Shatner, though? No, like, like 2022 like now William, William Shatner, Shatner or now like 1980 William Shatner. William Shatner. 
I mean, both, both, po- both. He can travel in time. Get both him at the same time. Get no, hang on. Okay, get hang William on. Get, no, stop. Get William Hartnell a ticket to a meet and greet between the two William Shatners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just let him bet. watch them fight each other. Because I think 1980 William Shatner was not as up himself. So he would be like, what the fuck is this guy on about? Yeah. Shall we move on to two? So for the first Doctor, we're getting him a hat and a time-space anomaly. Yes. And an instance of the Blinovich limitation effect. Uh, <laughs> second Doctor, he likes music. A music CD. <laughs> Something about the way you said music, just uh... I just like the word music. One of my only effective behaviour management strategies this afternoon was singing the first verse of Once in Royal David City over a very loud class. And they all shut up to be like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> In fairness, that's a fair response. If I was on the bus and someone just started singing the solo in Once of Royal David City, I too would stare at them like, what the fuck? Maybe I was I'll in try a classroom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if what? I was in class and my teacher just started choral singing. And yeah, I know you're a fucking I, I good singer. beautifully. Thank you. I, you know, and it worked for about three more songs before they lost interest again. And I was like, you know what? Solid, solid effort. But yeah, um, I think it would be funny on behalf of uh, Jamie and Zoe to get to a kazoo. That would be really funny. I think Jamie would try and get him bagpipes. I think Jamie would quite like the kazoo, actually. I think Jamie would be good at the kazoo, as much as you can be good at the kazoo. Jamie would keep the kazoo in his pocket. Yes. In his kilt pocket, then, obviously. In his kilt pocket. And just pull it out at high-stake moments, like high-tension moments. He would be <laughs> the um, the background music with his kazoo. <laughs> That was a very strange laugh from me, but that's how it was I feel. adorable. Um, but yeah, that's more of a gift for Jamie, I suppose. Uh, uh, the Jamie would be the sort I of mean, person who would give something something they wanted. I would say that we could give to Jamie for Christmas, and he would be very happy. Just wrapped in a bow. Yeah, and nothing else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we can't give him something he already has. Really, that's that's gauche. That's gauche. What does? Mm, he's a silly little man who likes his recorder. Yes. Maybe a vacation in Sky. Ooh, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Or the problem I is think... that I'm not actually very good at thinking of thoughtful gifts for people, unfortunately. <laughs> See, fucking Sammy always says she's no good at it, but today I got to open some of my Christmas presents early. She got me a fucking backpack shaped like a Highland cow. That's perfect. It is perfect. She came home one day. I was like, Rosie, I've just found the perfect present for you at the charity shop. And I was like, oh my God, what? And she wrapped it and it was that. That's perfect. Oh my God. That's inspired. I need I need a name for the Highland Cowls. Jamie. I'm going to call it Jamie. Call it Jamie. Jamie. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> but with a Y. <laughs> just for you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think that two would quite enjoy going to the Panto. Ooh, yes. Yes, he would. I, mean, I know think that he's be done a sort very... of pantomime dame thing. Yeah, I think he would get really into the shouting at the stage. Yes. Oh, no, he isn't. Very, very... <laughs> I can imagine two saying For it, weeks actually. afterwards, he would still be treating deserve... everything like a panto. <laughs> we just deserve a second Dr. Panto. But yeah, I think he would love the panto. I think we should get him box seats to a panto performance. To watch uh, Robin Hood, he... the panto. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and Jamie can be there too, and he can be having a great time with all the ribaldry, and Zoe can be like, I don't understand the joke, Doctor, can you explain it? And it's literally <laughs> another joke which is supposed to go over the kids' heads and be about cocks. Um, Beautiful. Um, I am going to the panto for the first time in years at the Ooh. end of the month. Which panto is it? The Oxford panto at Cinderella. 
Um, we're, we're doing a massive favour to the actress playing Cinderella at the moment, who seems like an absolute sweetheart, and she's given us free tickets to the Panto, which I'm really nice. excited about. Who's playing Buttons? I have no bloody clue. I remember Buttons being <laughs> Let me see if I can find out. So, so listeners, while Abe is looking that up, basically in British Panto, there's like a number of stock Pantos and they always have an extra character you've never fucking heard of before who is in the Panto solely to be like a, a particular role that the, the review company that was putting it on would have. So like there's the ingenue, there's the young boy played by a, a, a woman in her early 20s, there's the pantomime dame, which is where a lot of British drag comes from. So, like, Aladdin has the widow twanky for some reason. Um, Aladdin as a panto raises so many problems that no one has ever mm. tried to untangle in the mainstream pantomime space. But I did go to see <laughs> that performance of Aladdin a couple of years ago with a school, and they did have the genie have a Bristolian accent, which I guess in some ways is like a That's radical beautiful. class commentary on Aladdin. That's um, objectively very funny. None of the kids found funny. it at all funny. I thought it was very funny when the genie said Gert Lush, actually. <laughs> I can't find the, a cast at all for this. Dang. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to the Panto this year, but we shall find out, I suppose. I know that there's um Taunton... Uh, the Taunton Theatre are doing The Little Prince musical. Cute. Which I I do like Little Prince. Oh. Yeah, yes, I think two win. going to the Panto. <laughs> getting distracted by the Panto now. With Jamie and Sa with Jamie and Zoe, or Jamie and Victoria, depending. I think Victoria would like it. I think Victoria has been to many a music hall performance. Yeah, Jamie and Victoria and Zoe. It's a panto in the nineteen sixties. I'm, I'm I'm just following it on with the scene where they try to recreate the panto, just the three of them in the TARDIS are fun. <laughs> Little costume. Yeah, they, they've they've had a lovely time. They've had dinner out with Victoria, who's updated them on mm. her life, and then they've gone back to TARDIS. And they've they've got a little tip scene. They're doing their own little panto. Fantastic. Fantastic. Right, perfect gift. Fantastic. Third doctor. <laughs> uh, third doctor. Obviously, doctor. What he, obviously what he wants is a working TARDIS, but he gets that eventually, mm. so we don't need to yeah. give it to him. I would get him a box set of season one of Top Gear. Ooh. I'm assuming you mean original Top Gear. Oh, original Top Gear. Do they yeah. do they blow up any caravans in season one of Top Gear? I think it takes them a little while to get to the blow. Because I feel caravans. like I would I would love for uh, the third doctor to see the episode specifically where they end up setting <laughs> caravans on fire. Like particularly <laughs> the one where uh, they are making their own like mobile homes. And oh, oh, and um, <laughs> James May tries to make the, the water one as well. Or is that Richard's? Yeah, the, Rich, Richard's is the one where it's like a series of walls that he has to build and then he's set a fire and it sets fire to the whole thing. <sighs> and then they end up pushing Jeremy's off a cliff. But, you know, all we can So for listeners who aren't familiar with Top Gear... <laughs> <laughs> it's a viciously it's a misogynistic programme. It's a long-running British TV show that has that has declined over the years as the presenters were given more soapboxes um, with bloke humour about cars. Yes, but unfortunately it also did fuck for quite a long time. It was very funny and the good The first watch. six or seven years is fun. Yeah, they they made celebrities drive in reasonably priced cars on a oh. track and one of the corners was named The Gambon, I believe because Michael Gambon absolutely fucked it driving yep. there. Um, Daniel Radcliffe had to have an automatic car because he only knows how to drive an automatic and they made fun of him. James Blunt went on it and talked yep. about how his mum was the only person who bought his CDs. So much of this is <laughs> burnt into my memory. Yeah, I watched it a lot as a kid. And What would I do with remember? the brain space? Yeah, That could be freed up with the memories of specific episodes of Top Gear. 
See, I get that, but also, like, what would I do with the brain space that would would otherwise be taken up with the extended editions of The Lord of the Rings? It's like, I don't want to know because I want it to be filled up with the extended it's editions fair. of Lord I of the Rings. I think that's the difference between Lord of the Rings brain space and Top Gear brain space. One of them is more desirable. <laughs> well, Lord of the Rings brain space also brings with it Faramir opinions brain space, which has been <laughs> really lighting up over the past two days because I love Faramir so much! <coughs> I'm sure this does not surprise you. No, not even slightly. I seem like I feel like I seem like the kind of person who would love Faramir. You're you, you're definitely a Faramir guy. Yes, I'm not Faramir. Co- I'm not Faramir coded. I would say I'm an no. Eowyn coded Faramir guy, which explains so much about me. Please put that your Twitter dislike name. I mean, currently I, it's Faramir pilled, so it's not far away. But I, can't <laughs> change it. I actually went by Eowyn for a while when I was thinking about changing my name. So you know, that's cute. It all it all tracks. Um, but yes, uh, we're getting off the point somewhat. <laughs> okay, third Doctor, Top Gear DVDs. Uh, I think we should get him some fancy clothes, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be funny to get him some bumper stickers for Bessie. That would be cute. What could the bumper stickers say? My other car is a TARDIS is a bit too obvious, I think. My other car travels in time and space. That's cute. I want that for my car if I ever get a car. <laughs> Honk if you're the master in disguise. I was taking a sip of Diet Coke that nearly came out of my nose. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, good. One of them just says, Splink! And it's like, <laughs> Third Doctor is like, why does it say Splink? And anyone who knows John Pertwee is like, oh, Splink, yeah. <laughs> um... Can't think of any of the bumper stuff. I mean, there's there's limited bumper space on Bessie. To be fair, she is a gel is, rather true. than like, you know, maybe, maybe a sticker that is just another smaller picture of Bessie. With a heart <laughs> it. Temporary tattoos of Bessie with a heart round it. Oh my god! Yes, and he gives them to every unit member. Yes, and the brig gets his done permanently. Yes, of course. But well, it's someone that no one else would ever see. It's like on his ass. I don't know if I don't know if the brig would do that. Benton would definitely Bent- do that. Benton would do that after two pints. <laughs> and Yates would do it, like, Yates Willingly. would do it knurred. Yates would do it knurred. He would... <laughs> he'd do it sober, he'd do it knurred, he'd do it anything. That's how I yeah. say it, by the way. I don't know if other people say it nerd or whatever. It's from Discworld listeners. It's the opposite of drunk. It's not the same thing as being sober. It's being so sober, you have passed beyond being sober into the opposite of being drunk. I have experienced that state and I know exactly what Pratchett was on about. <laughs> yeah, high state of being. God, I love Discworld. We should get the third Doctor Discworld, actually. All of it. All of Discworld. Yeah. All of Discworld, Top Gear TVDs, and Bessie temporary tatties. Yeah. I think that he would have fun comparing the Brigadier and Vimes, even though they're not super similar. He'd be like, ugh, <laughs> I wish the Brigadier was more like Vimes, or ugh, I wish the Vimes was more like the Brigadier. Simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah, I think that three would enjoy Discworld, and it's a good escapism, isn't it? He's going to get really into it reading is. fantasy. It is. Which um, explains a lot of four, actually, as a human being. Yeah. Speaking of, what would we get four for Christmas? Fuck me, I don't know. I hate the man. <laughs> Cole. A how to knit your own scarf kit. Cole. That's it. That's the segment done. More cult. No, okay. Um, the complete works of Oolong Kalufid. Uh, um, uh, I mean, he really is like the the man with the least. Like, I don't know that I think of him as having like interests, personalities. Yeah, I mean, he does. He has a very large personality, but it's almost so large you can't figure out what it is. I think it would be 
funny to get him all of the Dirk Gently books. That would be quite funny. I think that would be funny. we did just do a set of books for the third Doctor. I was thinking that as I said it. It might be a bit too samey, yeah. By this point, he's like, who are these two people who talk about podcasting? (laughs) presents. I mean, I like getting presents, don't get me wrong, but where's all this coming from? A cuddly jelly baby. Oh, yes. Actually, yes, a cuddly jelly jelly baby would be very good. Uh, But Mm -hmm. it's like like a body pillow sized one. It's taller than him. (laughs) It's like a body body pillow sized jelly baby squish mouth. I bought Sam a Tigger Squishmallow for Christmas. Adorable. Actually, while we're on it, what would we get? What would we get? Go on, you finish your thing. And I was just saying, she's already got it, so it's not a spoiler if she happens to listen to this episode. (laughs) She doesn't listen to this podcast, but you know. What would we get, K9? Biscuits. We can't do all of the companions, but what would we get, K9? He likes biscuits. Biscuits in the uh, book of crosswords. Oh yes. Oh um, crosswords. Well, he wouldn't be able to write in it, so we need to get him like a like, pen. Oh, you know we could get him. We could get him. Um, Doctor Kawashima's brain training on DS. Because <laughs> he can hold the stylus with his nose. With his little nose. I was gonna get like a little pen that he could screw to his little nose. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I think he'd really like it. And also maybe like a little fake red nose and antlers. So oh we can dress God. up yes. as Rudolph. Yes. Well, yes. I know what I'm drawing later. I feel like the podcast, we haven't had enough time to really overemphasize how much we fucking love K9. That's a perfect so much. dog. Yeah. I've always loved him. I mean, he's beautiful. He's perfect. He's a good boy. He truly is. The goodest of boys. The goodest um, of boys. And he's getting a more thoughtful present than the fourth Doctor is. Socks. <laughs> really inappropriate. Bigfoot socks. I don't know why. I don't know why big- Bigfoot socks have come to mind. But. but you know, we're getting him a life-size Squishmallow jelly baby. But like... <laughs> <laughs> and Bigfoot socks. Yes, and Bigfoot socks. Um, but they're deliberately odd socks. And you'll Christmas, always wonder. Yes. Right, what are we getting? Five. Ooh, well, I love Fivey, so it has to be a thoughtful gift this time. Um, I really like that both of us did no preparation for this episode whatsoever. We've known we were going to do it for some. about a week and a half. I did no preparation besides thinking, oh shit, I should probably think about what I'm going to get them. And then I was I was very busy and very ill, and I was like, ah. Oh. Yeah, I, I thought, I thought we about it recording- on the bus. I, I forgot we were recording today. I thought it was yesterday that you'd forgotten. And I was like, oh, thank God, I've got some more time. And then you messaged like, oh, <laughs> You didn't message today. me saying, have you forgotten podcasting? No, I'd forgotten as well until I was halfway through Return of the King. <laughs> I was like, I'm not stopping. I've only just switched the discs. The ghost <laughs> army has agreed. And, and I, I wouldn't God have Dollar blamed you. for aid. <laughs> I need to get it. I need to get a different reason. Ah, God. This is wonderful. But yeah, five. Um, he is a baby boy and I love him. I would get him a very big weighted blanket. I want to take him out to a bar and see what gossip he has. Yes. Okay. So we can we can take him out for drinks and then we can present him with his gift <laughs> or gifts, which is a weighted blanket. Yep. And what would you get him? <laughs> hmm. The joke gift would be an understanding lesbian culture book, so he can make less. I think he probably tries to make no inappropriate comments about Nister and Tegan, but hasn't known he's known enough lesbians yet. I know, I thought you meant, oh, you're giving him an understanding lesbian culture book so he can slowly get to crack, crack his own egg, yes. That too. <laughs> that too. Um, 
Um, fifth Doctor Egg moments. I don't know that I can think of any, but I would love to. I would love anyone to contribute their Fifth Doctor Egg moments. Transform Five is something that can actually be so personal. <laughs> He's really hard to buy for. Yeah, it's, maybe it's just some other fucking clothes. Yeah, a different Another outfit. Yeah, a better a dress. jumper. A dress. Are we trying to out five now? I think five might be a trans girl. I'm just thinking about this now. It does explain a lot. Like something about the mannerisms does have transfer energy. Yeah, that big transfer swag. Think, I just think all doctors inside. I think we should have a secondary gift to all the doctors of a dress. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like one gets like a slightly formal, like sort of high collared, like you know, proper dress, and then two mm-hmm. gets like a pinafore. A nineteen twenty. With- oh, I was going to find like a nineteen twenties like flapper dress. Oh, actually, that would be good too. Three obviously and it would really gets suit him. a fucking. Three three gets like a like a sixties go go dress. Incredible. Yes. Uh, legs. Gets, legs for days. Four, four gets very hippie dress. Mm-hmm. Maxi dress, flowers, the whole shebang. Yeah, that because I feel incredible. like half half of what four wears is already what like ninety percent of cottagecore butch lesbians on TikTok wear. Um. So <laughs> you're not wrong. The waistcoats. Yeah, you know, we're getting there. Uh, but yeah, so five year we're getting, I'm getting five year weighted blanket and we're also getting five year dress because I just think that five year would be cute in like a little like tennis dress. Very much so. Maybe cricket lessons. Mm, I mean, we know that five is decent at cricket because of Black Orchid. Not that I've watched Black Orchid. I just know that he plays it. <laughs> he plays it. I don't know if he plays it well. I think he hits the ball, which is pretty tricky. <laughs> it's more than I've ever done. I yeah, once I mean, had to score a game known... of cricket when I was at school and I had no idea what I was doing. He's certainly no Lord Peter Whimsy in Murder Must Advertise, who accidentally uh, breaks his own cover identity by being too good at cricket. Um, and the funny thing is, is that he knows this will happen. So the whole game he's been deliberately playing like, okay, but not very good. And then he gets hit on the elbow and it makes him so annoyed that he just fully goes for it and like hits the ball so far um, that it, it breaks a window in the uh, in the pavilion and then shatters a bottle of lemonade. I remember this very distinctly. And someone goes, isn't that whimsy from Balliol 25 years ago? <laughs> That's specific. Yep. I remember Murder Must Advertise's cricket scene very dearly because I've read it more than the rest of the book. I love that scene so much. That's such an incredibly you thing and I'm very proud of you. Lord Peter Whimsy opening up wrathful shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. He smote it as Paul smote the Philistines. <laughs> It's such a good bit. Sorry, everyone. Don't read all of Murder Mist Advertised because it's. Just read the cricket scenes. But just read the cricket scene. There's only one cricket scene. It's a very pivotal moment. (laughs) Um, That and the bit about whiffling around Britain are just perfect, perfect literature. Anyway, uh, six. Six. What would this chaos gremlin want? A cat. An actual cat. A pet cat. An actual cat. A talking cat. Oh my god. Frobisher, but a cat. Frobisher but a cat. That was easy. We need to find a cat. can't give people as Christmas no, presents. But you know what I mean is like we need to have Frobisher turn into a cat as a present. And then yeah. he can turn back. And then also six you can have just a cat as a treat. Because surely he could telepathically communicate with the cat. I, I, I just every time I'm reminded that Frobisher exists, which is relatively often now, 
I get filled with so much joy and delight. I still remember when I first informed the you. The most of character. Yeah, I it's think I screamed. The best on, it's I one of the best moments I on the podcast. I think I fell off the chair. You fell off your chair. It's the, one of the best moments on the podcast, in like the history of the podcast. I think it's in the twin dilemma, <laughs> which is astonishing because that episode, <laughs> we were not in the best of moods. Well, we had to watch the fucking twin dilemma. We had to watch the fucking twin dilemma. Yeah, uh, and we certainly wouldn't ever delay recording the podcast because we didn't want to watch a story. We literally, we watched the twin dilemma with such willingness. We were willing to, uh, like, predict it might be good. We were like, maybe people are wrong about the twin dilemma. <laughs> we were not. We were, we were not met with that luck. It's bad, actually. Yes, people were not wrong about the twin dilemma. But uh, I think that Six should have a pet cat. What can I say? I think that I think that maybe Six should learn to cook. Ooh. Because we, we have that little bit of chunk of, chunk of blank space between um, Six and Seven. And the last thing we see six say on screen is carrot juice, carrot juice, carrot juice. What if he then gets really into like home cooking? A smoothie maker. I feel like there is... It's not healthy. He doesn't make any healthy food. I think one of Robert Sherman's short stories, the one about six uh, meeting a dance instructor or something who gives him his... He gives him a vegetarian lasagna recipe. He like he or she like feeds him a vegetarian lasagna so good he tells her his real name. Um, thank you, Robert Sherman, once again for the best premises for, for everything short stories uh, and for everything else. Um, cooking lessons is quite a fun idea, but it has to be with someone amusing from history, like you know, cooking lessons Charlemagne. with was Charlemagne a good cook? I don't know. The first person who sprung to mind. I love that. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I'm still stuck on the image of Six, but there's just this little pet cat curled around on his, on his shoulders, on his ugly ass coat, and it's like an alien cat, so it's got like chameleon powers, and it can talk, and it can talk. Yes, but it only talks about cat stuff. It's not like high level sentient. No, you know, it's like I, I, I need to chase that bird. Poo time. But it also poo-time, says, poo-time, poo-time. It also says, "I love you very much." You know, yes. it's the it's the plot of like ideal of a cat. I saw my brother's cat again at the weekend, and I literally love him so much. I'm going to send you a picture of me holding the cat. Please um, do. I love cats. I was doing the fan fiction cat, the perfect fan fiction cat, uh, mm-hmm. and we said it should ha- be able to talk. Yes, okay. Uh, and I said cooking lessons. Yes, cooking lessons and a wonderful alien cat that loves him very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seven. Seven. Difficult to shop for, I would say. Mm. We'll, we'll, we'll sass about whatever you get him, regardless of whether he likes it or not. Crotchless pants with a question mark on each arse cheek. That's something. That's, <laughs> that's something. I was trying to think of something with question marks on that he wouldn't already own. And you I can't just... That's an image that I didn't want. <laughs> well, too fucking bad, mate. You didn't have to imagine it. <laughs> Thank- I, I did, though. <laughs> But you didn't have to, you know? But I did. Um, but you didn't... <laughs> no, let's not get into the cyclical conversation. Um, I feel Brilliant like Seven, Seven would like... I mean, we've already done books once, so we probably shouldn't do books again. We want to we we vary it. So I think that we should get uh, Seven a box set of every episode of Columbo. <laughs> oh, Seven would love Columbo. Yes. He's just a little guy. Yeah. He's just some guy, you know? <laughs> And then Seven immediately adopts one more thing into his vocabulary <laughs> and it pisses Ace off so much. Yep. Yep. The stage where Ace will, look, Ace will walk out of the room as soon as he says it. Yeah. One more thing. Oh, Professor! <laughs> um, I love her. Yes. I will be, of course, getting Ace uh, more materials to make a Nitro 9 with for Christmas because she is practical. And a little sapphic pin. 
Yes, I'm a little Suffolk fan. Um, seven is hard. I mean, I'm not even joking with the box set of Columbo at this point. I'm like, ugh, I mean, <laughs> it's amusingly like it's amusingly mundane in comparison to some of the other things that we've suggested. Uh, we could get him a bulletproof vest. He'd yeah, be useful. That would change a lot of things. <laughs> would change a lot, a lot of things. things. A nice pen. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Like a fancy pen with some fun ink. Yeah. And then he could get really into ink, like some of my friends are, where they're spending like $20 on ink and pens. And I'm like, what are you doing? It's just ink. It's very fancy, but it's ink. (laughs) I can understand this. I do love ink. I love it, but also money. Maybe we should get him one of those mindfulness colouring books. Maybe that would help. Yeah. You know what else? (laughs) You know what else we could get him to remind him of the importance of friendship? (laughs) The power of staying true to your friends and not manipulating them. Is it, is it the Lord of the Rings DVD box set? <laughs> yeah, the extended editions of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I bet you that Seven and Tolkien were mates. Seven yeah, would just like, likely. crash the Inklings meetings every once in a while. You know, I looked it up yesterday and Gerard Tolkien owned the first two volumes of M.R. James's ghost stories and it is uh, speculated that the Ringwraiths and Gollum may have been inspired by illustrations and descriptions within M.R. James's ghost stories. That's cool. So let's just say I always that forget I how recent Tolkien this was. one, babe. Uh, yeah, no, I looked up he died in 70... 72? 72, 73, yeah. Um, it is always funny to me that he hated the Beatles and refused to let them do anything with the Lord of the Rings. So funny. <laughs> the thing is, the Tolkien estate hate fun and refused to let anyone do anything with it. Yeah. But, you know, at least he was amusing individually about it. But yeah, no, uh, I, look, I looked it up because I was like, I was looking at the ghost army, whose name, the, I can never remember the official name of the army of ghost soldiers. And I was like, this is giving me warning to the curious vibes. So I looked up <laughs> J.R.R. Tolkien and M.R. M. R. James and someone was like, oh, it's, it, I always thought that maybe Gollum's uh, appearance is inspired by the illustration for Canon Albrecht's scra- scrapbook. And I was like, that does make sense because the Canon Albrecht's scrapbook illustration is two very large eyes and some fangs looming out of the darkness, um, but very short. Like it's not a big tall mm. beast, it's a little beast. And then uh, the Ringwraiths, uh, seem to be somewhat. Uh, they they seem somewhat similar in description to the mysterious form in "A Whistle and I'll Come to You." So you know, any listeners who really like Lord of the Rings but don't know what the fuck Rosie is talking about when they talk about Mr. James, take that. Now is your time. Now is your time. You should. Uh, oh my god, there's gonna be a new. There's a new ghost story for Christmas this year, eh? There's a new ghost story for Christmas this year on telly. Rosie, there's a new ghost story for Christmas every year. No, there isn't. It's not every year. Is it not? No, there was like a couple of years. It, it went like feels 20, like every year. It was like 2013 and then 2018, 2021, 2022. Huh. I mean, anyway, COVID they're doing happened. Count Magnus. They're doing Count Magnus. Oh, that will be fun. Count Magnus is so good. I reread it and I thought, wow, this is really good. I can't wait to see it on the telly. I can't wait to see a man whose face has been sucked off of the skull. That's how it's described in the book. They're probably not going to use the phrase sucked off in the adaptation. Like, I imagine it was a really evocative description back then where it's like it's not been bitten or ripped, it's been sucked from the sucked. bones. But because it literally says sucked off, it's you're sucked like, off. oh my god. I'm Good job, Emma James. Quote. Good job.
Yes, here we go. I tell you this about Anders Bjornsson, that he was once a beautiful man, but now his face was not there because the flesh of it was sucked away off the bones. You understand that? So good. Wow. Uh, and then implicitly the same thing happens to the main guy in the story. He's being played by Jason Watkins, I think. Anyway, sorry, everyone. I got distracted. I think the Doctor never happens. Them are James. Um, but yes, we're getting seven, either a box set of Columbo, a box set of Lord of the Rings Extended Trilogy, or... A bulletproof vest. That was the other or one. Or the power of friendship. There we go. Or bulletproof the power vest. of friendship. Yes. <laughs> bulletproof vest. What a stack of presents to discover under the tree. I, I I would appreciate all of those. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're all fantastic gifts. Just a, a wonderful combination. It's like um those sort of suspicious combinations of items to buy at the shop. It's like what that what's that <laughs> going to inspire in your um Amazon Amazon uh recommending. <laughs> I have a friend who Similar once went to the shop. I need to get a cute. cucumber and some lube. So I decided to get a copy of Fifty Shades as well for the for the laugh. That is pretty funny. That is iconic. Funny. I love that they went to the shop when they only needed a cucumber and lube. They couldn't. They couldn't have done it at a time when they needed a hundred things. It had to be the had amusing be experience of doing it then. Um, yes. yes. No other um, vegetable would do. Eight. Eight. What was your idea? You said you had an idea. Shoes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> God. They fit perfectly. They fit perfectly. That's it. That's all I got. I mean, shoes. in many ways, those shoes were a late Christmas present to himself. I'm thinking like little kitten heels. Ooh. Are we having trans feminine eight as well? Are you surprised that we have trans feminine eight? I think that this episode eight? of the podcast, podcast might be our most trans feminine agenda for the Doctor yet. Yeah. Um, it's good that we, I, I, I'm sure in the hundred or something episodes we have yet to record, we'll get more. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, just little kitten heels. Uh, mm-hmm. And then... Oh, we said we were going to get all the Doctor's address. What dress were we going to get six, seven, six and seven? Six would have an atrocious patchwork dress. Well, obviously, and it would be gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Pinafore is like a, a, a petticoat type thing as well. Yeah, it would be like you would expect to see it in a charming uh hollywood musical about a woman from the countryside hmm. um in in europe the european country uh seven is gonna have a slinky a... velvety number <laughs> yes absolutely um with like uh like one of those sort of draped collars you know? yes very 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 alluring and sexy um eight would have like a big vintage 60s dress i just thought a crinoline for no reason um but yeah like (laughs) that too i think i mean we know that eight has kind of an edwardian vibe i feel like it'd be kind of Mm. fun if if eight actually had like a blue stocking look with like the big puffy trousers that sort of that would be beautiful the big trout like like essentially like yaz's outfit in flux yeah like that yes but you know in in eight signature colors so not quite a dress but still transfer because obviously Mm -hmm. we must we must fan it up for them um uh eight i think i would love to get eight his memories on a permanent basis but that's sort of difficult you could get him maybe an external hard drive but i don't know whether his memories would be backed up to that get him a polaroid in or an instax polaroid camera so that he can take selfies and remember what he looks like that would be cute um i think a framed photo of him with the master <laughs> which one i think that'd be cute which master oh the tv movie master eric oh roberts, is it? excellent eric roberts yes uh i think we should make fitz write him a song and perform it to him <laughs> that would be something i think i think that's um 
Shall we wrap it up in a in, in a little bow with a Christmas present? So we're officially getting eight a pair of shoes and an external hard drive. What else does a man need? Yes. So let's recap what we have purchased for each quiet. <laughs> On the first time. Doctor of Christmas. <laughs> the, the podcast gave to me. <laughs> To William Shatner's and William Hartnell eavesdropping. Um, (laughs) (coughs) William Hartnell at a meet and greet. But no, um, so the first one, we had two William Shatners uh, having a knockdown drag out fight, essentially, while one looks on in amusement. Uh, And also a nice dress that we described already. Uh, Two, we got... Or was it a holiday to the island of Sky? Or was it something? I think else? it was a holiday in Sky. Holiday in Sky. Uh, and, and the Panto. And the Panto. Yes, the the Panto trip where he's going to see Victoria and Jamie and Zoe, and it's going to be lovely. Uh, and also we got uh, uh, like a fun dress that's sort of pinafore-ish. Yes. Mm. Uh, and then three, we got the complete Discworld series in its mm-hmm. entirety. Bumper stickers. Bumper temporary stickers. tattoo. Yes, absolutely. Something Bumper stickers, else. temporary tattoo. Uh, obviously a dress, opery dress. Yeah. Uh, probably that Top was Gear DVDs, else. that was it. Top yes, Gear DVDs. Yes, Top Gear DVDs. The, the source of the first big tangent. Um, <laughs> four... Four's getting the squishmallow jelly baby that's bigger than him. <laughs> the the um, Ducky Ducky Kamori, whatever it's called. <laughs> uh and a coal and a nice big hippie floral maxi dress. Yes. Um uh five is getting a weighted blanket. <laughs> yes. And I think you wanted to get five. Egg cracking. Egg cracking, yes, the present of cracking your egg. Uh and a lovely dress to wear once his egg has been cracked. The egg, or has, her been egg cracked. has been cracked. Um then we have six, who's getting a cat. A cat. <laughs> Sorry. Just... Cooking lessons. And cooking lessons with Charlemagne. Yep. <laughs> and a lovely dress. And a lovely a dress. A horrendous yes. yet lovely dress. Yes, I want this horrendous yet lovely dress. I can see it in my mind's eye. Um, Make it. Yes, probably will. Uh, then we have seven, who is getting a box set no, of DVDs that's easy, of Columbo. Books and yes. DVDs of Columbo, the DVDs of the extended edition of The Lord of the Rings. Uh, this is like playing my my my. my I went to the You're supermarket. You're doing a better job than I am. Um, I went to the supermarket. And I bought chocolate, an octopus, a squid, an apple, uh, a pig. This is how it goes when I play it with children because I go, you can ha- you can buy anything at the shop, you know. You can't. It's a it's a magic shop. You can buy anything at the magic shop, and they start going a swimming pool, a a, a, a chocolate unicorn. <laughs> Incredible. Kids are great. <coughs> they are fantastic. Yes, we got seven. Oh, a bulletproof vest was the other one. Yes. Uh, and then eight, it. we got shoes and an external hard drive. <laughs> I love it so much. I feel like I need to get him a, like a more impressive gift. I guess like... <sighs> like a really, really fancy external hard drive. <laughs> uh, we will get him... Uh, best friendship with Spock because they're both half human on their mother's side. How do you give somebody best friendship for? Well, Christmas? we set it, we set it up so that um, he is at the same meet and greet where William Shatner is beating up William Shatner, and uh, one is watching from the wings. And coincidentally, there will be some kind of French mistake style incursion where Spock and Kirk <laughs> end up in the same universe. Uh, and Eight goes on an adventure with them, and he and Spock become best friends. I believe it. 
Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I must leave before I write this fan fiction. No. Um, wow, what a good gift guide. Wasn't that fantastic, everybody? I think that was really fun. And I think if you have any other ideas that, that was sparked by this conversation we've had, tweet us. Tell us on the Twitters. Talk yes. to us. That would be a lovely Christmas present from you to us. Yes, please. We really, uh, for as a as a lovely Christmas present from you to us. Could you tell your friends about the podcast, please? We we might record more next year. Yes, we will record more next year. We won't have. It's going to be hard not to record more this next year. This year has um, I mean, we've made it to to this this far. Yes. Yeah, shall we? Do you want to do outro or do we want to ramble a bit more? I am sleepy uh, today. I've done too much walking outside. Yeah, I suppose we'll do the outro. It's too cold. So, uh, thank you very much for listening to this festive edition of Reversing Polarity, a Doctor Who fancast. As mentioned, you can tweet us at PolaritySpod or follow us on Tumblr at polaritypod.tumblr.com. Send us asks on that. I will occasionally remember to answer them. Some of them may languish there for some time. We shall see. Um, my voice Please is Please be kind to us. It's been a year. It. It's been a it's been a time in our lives. Um, you can email us at reversing.polarity.pod at gmail.com because otherwise the only emails we get are statistics and it's quite boring. Um, and emails from podcast services that seem a bit sketchy, so we just avoid those. Uh, mm-hmm. And we thank you very much once again for listening to our little podcast. We really appreciate it and we love we having do. you. Um, and we will speak to you in the new year. Have a wonderful festive period, yes. however you spend yes. it. Uh, happy, happy winter. Happy winter time. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.